Welcome, everybody, to the Revolution on Televised podcast. Um, most of you guys know by now that this is not a regularly scheduled podcast. This is a podcast where, okay, we cannot type about the situation. We need to have a conversation about this situation. And the current um, situation at hand is the Botham Jaw um, <laughs> minstrel show that just took place that we all had to be psychologically subjugated to. Um, so there are a number of different facets about this that we have to talk about. Um, the first one is understanding the level of psyop psychological operations that took place um, on the psyches of Black people that watch, um, you know, the proceedings, watch the trial, watch the verdict, and all of that. Um, you have to be very cognizant of what you're looking at. Um, you have to be able to consume it but also be aware of what you're consuming simultaneously. Otherwise, it has a huge potential to negatively impact your emotional state and your spiritual state. And that is what has happened to a lot of our people um, who, you know, are, you know, on the front lines or who are trying to be on the front lines, who are waking up. Um, and it's not by happenstance. It's not by happenstance. And we cannot just say, oh, we don't care about that court case or anything like that because it's part of warfare. It's part of psychological warfare that is taking place. So some of you may be saying, you know, how is this warfare going on? Um, well, a lot of the high profile police killings, um, you know, that have taken place, a big cry from people that were protesting. When I say protesting, I don't mean physically out there marching, but just have something. Protest means to be against something, you know, in its literal sense. A lot of people that were protesting it, um, you know, they were saying, you know, we're not going to get justice because, um, you know, this is something that's happening in a white court. There are too many white people on the jury. It's a white judge and this and this and that. So... What white people did, in this case, they illustrated to us, and that's part of the psychological operations and warfare, that we don't even have to be there for our system to continue to run. You guys want to say, okay, you know, it was a white judge in all of these other cases. We're going to put a black judge there. We're going to bring in black witnesses. We're going to have almost half of the jury to be black people, okay? And they illustrated to us that their system works. You know, when you have a system, the whole point of a system means that you don't have to be there to make sure the system works. A system is something that is operable without the person who created the system there. So that was the psychological operations that were, was performed on many of our psyches, if you are not aware that, oh, shit, we really, A, cannot trust all of our people, and B, you know, yes, is this is indeed a system. And that's one thing that we have to be cognizant of because a lot of people don't want to hear the fact that we cannot have any type of revolution, any type of progression, or anything like that unless we deal with members of our race, unless we are facing the truth that it's going to be members of our race that are probably going to sabotage any um, attempts. And we have to be able to draw patterns on the behavioral um, activities and the, the thought processes of the types of people 
among our race that are likely to betray and sabotage any attempts to progression or retaliation or any type of self-respect among the race. We have to pay attention to that. We have to know, okay, who's likely to do that? What type of pathology will lead a person to do that before it happens, before it reaches our door? So we're not shocked and we're not surprised. By now, we're supposed to know the type of pathologies that lead to that. Okay, and the elephant in the room is Negro Christianity. A lot of people, they don't want to deal with that. They don't want to accept that. And my thing is that even before the transcript came out saying exactly what people were saying to each other in the court, because, you you know, let's backtrack. Most court cases have a transcript that comes out after the case is done. All we could see were people hugging, people crying, little excerpts. But when the transcript finally came out and we saw what, what was being said, it was centered on Christ. It was centered on Christianity. All of that forgiveness, all of that docile behavior, all of that, um, it, it was repugnant, to be honest, you know, um, was centered on belief, mutual belief on Christ, in Christ, excuse me. And there are a lot of pro-black people they don't want to come out and say, and those people are part of the problem too. They don't want to come out and say Negro Christianity is a problem. They don't want to say that. Why? Because they have friends that are Negro Christians. They have bedmates that are Negro Christians. They have buddies that are Negro Christians. Once you say that, you're going to lose support, you know, whatever. If you want people to support you, to buy things from you, to help you out or whatever, that's half of the population you're going to lose to come out and say that truth. Half of the black population. But it's something that must be said. We cannot be afraid to lose friends, families, loved ones, all of that, um, who are carrying these pathologies because we don't want to, you know, we, we, we want supporters. We want to be cool with everybody. We don't want to offend. When they are creating the greatest offense against our people, our race, which is betrayal in the name of Christ. Okay, so that is the elephant in the room. That's the elephant in the room. I have never seen such cool unity in my life um, in a long time. And that cool unity was based off of mutual belief in Christ. It was a cool Caribbean family from St. Lucia, a whole family, family of coons. Then it was a cool mammy judge. Then it was the bailiff. Then it was the, the people that were on the jury that chose that light sentence, you know, and they all came together under Christ to coon, to embarrass themselves, to embarrass the race, to further solidify the fact that we are forgiving docile people that will not seek, seek revenge and retaliation no matter what the offense is against us. So we have to step back and say, this is a pathology that is not helpful. Negro Christianity is not helpful. You have to be able to say that because it's true. And a lot of people need to realize something about Europeans, right? And... 
they are master projectors. Okay? They project a lot. The, the, the concept of projection, they created that. Anything they say about you or what you're doing is something that they're doing amplified. So let's take some examples. Some examples of, of, of Europeans projecting or them saying that we look like monkeys when it's really them. Look at their lips, look at their fur on their face, look at all of that. They look like monkeys. They're actually closer genetically to monkeys than anybody else. Europeans said that we were uncivilized. Africa was a dark place. You know, we had no culture when it was them. They were living in the caves. They were not civilized. They were not cooking, not bathing. It was them projecting. So when you extend some of their projections, like them calling us lazy out of all fucking things in the world after slavery, when it's them that didn't want to bend their backs to build their own society, when you extend that projection to religion, okay, they called our African spiritualities witchcraft and evil when it's actually their own spirituality that is more akin, more similar to witchcraft. Think about that. Think about what's really evil. They tried to say Vada and Ifa and what we we're doing was evil. Witchcraft. Fetish. But when you look at what they're doing and how they're practicing it and how they're forcing it on people, they're the evil practitioners. They're the ones that are practicing anything that is more similar to casting spells and witchcraft. And this is not any type of exaggeration. When you think about witchcraft, it's really performing ritual in its literal sense. That after you perform the ritual in the physical world, you now have the power over the person to manipulate and control their energy without physical interference. Let's think about that. Christianity is the actual witchcraft that's being practiced. It's the actual spell. And this is not me using colorful language. This is me actually taking the meaning of casting spells, of witchcraft, and applying it in real time, in real life, to how Black people became Christians. Black people became Christians by force. It was a tool of oppression. The ritual that was performed to make you be a Christian was to first demonize whatever you were practicing, and then beat you into being a Christian. Every time that we did not want to accept Christianity during slavery, they would take you and beat you. That was a ritual, the whippings. To the point where your energy was manipulated where they no longer needed to beat you, to control you, to make you practice it. That's witchcraft. That's spell casting. 
not being facetious. That's what it is. Your energy is literally being manipulated now without any interference because of a ritualistic whipping that took place on plantations for hundreds of years. And we have to take stock of the fact that it was never ever intended to be a tool of divinity. It was intended to be a tool of oppression. I have made clear that Europeans intentionally removed the Old Testament, the Testament that talks about retribution and reprisal, and gave slaves what is called a Negro Bible. There is still a copy of that right now in a museum in Europe that was heavily edited to teach you and make you a good, subservient slave and person. This is how we learn Christianity. Through the lens of somebody that wanted you to be a, subserv a subservient slave. We learn Christianity to associate God, forgiveness with whiteness. Because the thing that we need to point out is that all of this Christian forgiveness that people are talking about, it never seems to be extended among the race. Never. We have no tolerance for each other. We have no patience. As soon as somebody does something to you, you want to fight with them. You want to cut them off. You want to stab them, shoot them, kill them. Fuck that nigga. Fuck that Negro. You know, I'm not tolerating that. This is our mentality towards each other. That is proof that we have associated forgiveness and God with whiteness. Because we're more likely to forgive people that are white than we are to forgive people that look like us. So if it were truly just about forgiveness and being a good Christian, then we would forgive everybody. There will be less proximity crimes taking place, less murders among the race taking place, less violence taking place. We will forgive. But that's not what it's about. It's a tool of oppression. Christianity is a tool of oppression. Christianity was forced upon you. Christianity was taught to you as a slave through the eyes of a slave master for you to be a subservient person. Christianity was taught to you to associate goodness and forgiveness with whiteness and anything negative with blackness. And it's high time that people who consider themselves to be for the progression of black people openly say, listen. We don't want to get up every day. We have problems, you know? Like, I'm not just talking about the race, like individual people. We have, like, shit we, we have to be concerned with. So don't minimize and trivialize the issue and say, oh, we just want to bash Christians. What the fuck? You know, like, I just want to get up and just bash Christians for no reason. Is that what it's about? That's what it's about, me just getting up and bashing Christians? No. It's because the psychology and the pathology of Negro Christianity, which is a thing, is one of paralysis and one that creates an environment for race betrayal in the name of Christ. So you have to be able to say that, listen, when we're rallying on matters that are about race, we don't want any Negro Christians 
in the mix. Not because that's what we want to do. It's because that's what we have to do to protect ourselves. They are a liability. People don't understand the power of having your divinity taken from you and accepting the divinity of somebody that does not look like you and that wants you to be subservient to them. When somebody feels like they're acting how their God wants them to act, not even their mother can override that. So forget the race. They're going to throw the whole race under the bus in the name of Jesus. Because that's what they feel. It's, it's, it's like their God is, is telling them that. That's what they believe. So black people who want to see the race progress need to be as hardline as white people who wanted to see you subservient, meaning that you had to get all African spirituality beaten out of you. You had to stop that. You had to ban that shit. They were burning everything, you know. And they said, no, you have to convert to Christianity. You have to convert to the slave religion. They made no exceptions for it. So therefore, us black people who want to see the race progress cannot make exceptions. If you are an African, if you're in a black, if you're a black person, you have to be practicing a black African-centered divinity. You have to convert and you have to revert. No exceptions. We cannot take on this liability anymore. These people will throw the race under the bus in the name of Christ. They're gonna do it. So while we can be understanding of why our people are indoctrinated and all of that, that doesn't mean that you have to bring the person into the fold. That doesn't mean that. You have to be okay with drawing lines because guess what? Europeans, Arabs, Asians have no problem with drawing lines, have no problem with zero-tolerance policies when it comes to certain things. So why can't we have that? Why can't we accept that, you know, and then you have people that they want to use examples of Nat Turner and all of these. When was the last time we had another Nat Turner? Nat Turner is not coming back. Nat Turner was an exception. And they don't want to talk about the fact that before he did his revolt, although we are grateful for what he did, that he, he escaped from slavery. Then he read a passage in the Bible that said, slaves obeying your master. And he went back into slavery. That's to show you the power of this. So he's an anomaly. You cannot make the argument for accepting Christians based on an anomaly. We have to. I'm telling you, these coons are not playing when it comes to their Christ. They're very united. Very united. I mean, literally, I mean... Coons from all walks of life. They literally brought in a crackhead all the way up to a judge. People, the, the police officer was, was a continental African. The, the um, judge and the bailiff, black Americans, a family, Caribbean, black people. Coon unity behind Christ. 
And you don't want to sit up here and say and call out directly Negro Christianity because it's going to upset too many people. And some of those people are in, in your inner circle. And you're going to pay for that in the end. It's about survival right now. We're in the last hour. Is that serious? The same way the Arabs said you have to convert to his religion, the Christians said you have to convert to his religion. That's what the Europeans said. It's the same way we have, we're going to say you have to revert. You, we cannot have you here um, practicing a, a divinity that was given to you to be a slave in the mix. And we're talking about freeing ourselves from slavery. That shit is ass backwards. So I'm calling on everybody to actually be okay with saying that. And to understand the psychological operations that just took place on your spirit. This is not new. Europeans are always involved in psyops. That was what lynching was about. It was a psychological operation for you to see this is what could happen to you. The last battle that they fought in, in West Africa, they cut down all of their spiritual trees to defeat the people psychologically. So you have to protect your mind from this and you have to be, be willing to take a, a, a hard stance and realize the behavioral patterns and the types of pathologies that are a hindrance and paralysis to any black progression and be able to close ranks and say, no, I'm sorry, I cannot have you here thinking that because that's a liability and be okay with that. So that's pretty much my two cents on it. Thank you for listening. If you have a question, feel free to message me or to comment about it. But this is what I want our people to get straight in their heads.